you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live. It is Monday, May 23rd. My name is Rachel Benetta, joined by Peter Schrager, Adam Rank, D'Angelo Hall. Guys, I'm so excited to be back on the show. Adam, we are going to be here, and D'Angelo and Peter, we're going to be here all week long. It is a big day for the league. The inaugural NFL Coach and Front Office Accelerator Program begins today. Also, I got Invisalign a couple of days ago, so apologies <laughs> in advance for my new lisp. It's very attractive. Uh, we're going to get the latest live from Atlanta later in the show, but right now it is time for the lead block. Let's go, baby! Lead. All right. Let's start with the 49ers who have a bit of a situation at quarterback. They've got the third overall pick from the 2021 draft. Trey Lance and Jimmy G is still on the roster and rehabbing after shoulder surgery. George Kittle was asked about the competition. And here's what he told pro football talk. I'll give you both ways. Like, you know, Jimmy G, awesome in the huddle, great leader, directs guys. People, you know, go to attention when he's talking. He's got a quick release. He knows the offense. Like I said, been to two NFC championship games. He knows what he's doing. Trey Lance can run, extend plays, does all the play action stuff. Incredible. Can throw the ball 70 yards. So it's just, I don't know. It's a toss up for me. Like I said, as long as they're throwing me the football, it is what it is. Guys, can the 49ers carry both Trey Lance and Jimmy G into the 2022 season? Shags, I'll start with you. What do you think? Yeah, I was big on this at the draft and uh, got a lot of blowback for it when I was like, there's a chance they're both on the roster at the start of training camp because the combine window passed, the free agency window passed, and now the draft has passed. What are the Niners getting for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point? And knowing those guys, they're not going to trade Jimmy G for 30 cents on the dollar. But any opportunity for them to get a player in return of, of great worth to them or a draft pick that was going to help them in the immediate short term, it, they're gone. The window's gone. You also add in a shoulder surgery where a lot of teams on the market are like, ah, maybe if we didn't 
have a guy coming off shoulder surgery, we had a chance to look at him and see how the, the, the rebuilt shoulder looks, we would trade for him, but we're gonna hold off. It's not gonna be us, someone else go. So it's this interesting simultaneous thing of the market disappearing and then the market maybe not being uh, as, as rich as they would have hoped when the season ended. Bottom line is this, Jed York at the owners meetings back in March came out and said, hey, we once upon a time had Joe Montana and Steve Young in the same quarterbacks room. We can do anything we want at this point. And Jimmy Garoppolo is that type of player where he isn't this toxic firebrand. He isn't this egomaniac. Jimmy Garoppolo has always been the guy that you roll the ball out, he's gonna compete. He's gonna keep his mouth shut and the guys around him are gonna either follow him or they're gonna behind his back say, we actually love that dude, all right? So you don't hear any negative words on Garoppolo and I think this might be one of the deals where he understands a contract situation. One year, it's about $25 million this year. Go out there, whether he's the starter or he's the backup, he knows that if he hits free agency, he can hit this bank again. Is it ideal for anyone? Not necessarily, but this is one of the rare 30, of the 32 teams, this is one of the rare organizations and the rare personalities of Young Gun, who appreciates the mentor, and then mentor who's like, bring it on, let's go. I'm not gonna be offended that you drafted this guy two years ago, that it could actually work. It could be the two of those quarterbacks are both on the roster when we open up training camp in July, and I wouldn't be surprised. When you talk about Jimmy G, the selfless football player, man, like it, it's such a refreshing story to talk about because in a league that everybody is always about me 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 jimmy g from day one has been nothing but selfless and that's what it takes to win in the national football league just just speak like you listed all the things why this front office wouldn't trade jimmy g but just knowing this locker room and what he means to it and, and you know you heard george kittle do i think jimmy g can go win a super bowl Maybe not. I personally don't feel that way. You know, I think the reason you draft a guy like Trey Lance is because of the upside. It's because of knowing where football is going, right? And to have a quarterback who can make plays with his legs, who adds that that dynamic, right? I'm sure Kyle Shanahan's in the mad lab and Mike McDaniel back when he was on this staff thinking of, man, could you imagine if we coupled a Lamar Jackson type, right? That running ability with the throwing arm of a guy like Let's throw out a Patrick Mahomes. Not saying Trey Lance has that type of arm talent, but he has that potential. And so you merge those two, and I mean, it can make some of the biggest football minds say, man, this is how I want to play football. And so I think with both of these guys, you know, you have the best of both worlds. If Trey Lance isn't able to pick this thing up as fast as you would have liked him to, then you still have a veteran and a guy like Jimmy G. And so, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love both of these guys on the roster for the simple fact that their personalities just go so well together. When you said back Best of both worlds. I was going to make a Dandy Warhols reference, but you got me thinking about Van Halen, the best of both worlds. There's a reason why Van Halen never toured with Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth at the same time, because you can only have one front man. And I think that's kind of the situation that the 49ers are going to go into this season. And it's tough on these players. I mean, you saw poor George there having to defend both those guys. And it's easy to sit here in May and do that kind of stuff. And, and May, oh, you know, both these guys are great. I like them both. But at some point, you have to make a decision. Like, I could love, why can't this be love? But I might be talking about, ain't talking about love. And I think that at some point, the 49ers need to make this decision. And I know that's cool to go back in time and be like, hey, in the 1990s, we had Montana and Steve Young. That was a terrible thing. 
That actually didn't work out as smoothly as they want. I was alive in the 90s. You can't fool me. These Gen Z kids, you can snow <laughs> them, but not me. I know it was an awful situation. And you didn't even have social media back then. So I think the 49ers, I know you want to get the highest value for Jimmy Garoppolo. But you got to make that call. Kyle Brandt may be out, but the pop culture references that I don't get are still alive and well on this show. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Van Hagar. Um, I feel like if Trey Lance was way. ready to be the starting quarterback on this football team, we would have seen way more of him this past season. I doubt that that much has changed over these past few months. And also another thing that Kittle said this past week about Jimmy G, he is a professional through and through. Jimmy G takes notes every single meeting. He asks questions every meeting. He's in his books and I think once Trey saw that he's like oh I need to do all of that and more just like how you guys were talking about uh, D'Angelo you said the same thing I think that this guy is a really good leader for Trey to learn from also if he stays healthy he took them to an NFC championship he took them to a Super Bowl when he's healthy it could happen I think that they should keep both of them I'd speak to those Niners guys, and I in the Niners blogs aggregate a lot of what I say when I because they know that I'm in the in the ears or getting feedback from them. And earlier this offseason, I was like, we haven't heard that Trey Lance has been all that good. I've gotten a lot of blowback from that person, from people in the organization, saying you're not here. Trey Lance has shown some real flashes. He's shown some real you know, major strides. So if that's the case. Rip the Band-Aid off and hand the ball to Trey Lance. They haven't done that yet. That tells me that it's a thing with both the trade market, but also their confidence in necessarily saying, let's rip the parachute from this guy and just send him out there. Because they did go to the NFC Championship game last year. And my last point, Adam Rank, I appreciate the pop culture references. <laughs> I would have enjoyed you making a Gary Sharon reference at some point. Big extreme fan. And that era did not quite work. Is Nick Mullins Gary Sharon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it would have worked him <laughs> in. We've got to do some top five lists. These go viral. Last week, I gave my top five underrated quarterback list of all time. I'm still getting tweets about Jim Hart and Burt Jones. Let's get into the running back position, though. And let's start off this week with a GMRB list on the top five running backs under the age of 25. And let's start off with number five on my list, the Detroit Lions. RB1, Mr. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is 23 years old and he's coming off a big sophomore season. Though he had to miss four games and split carries with Jamal Williams, he still put over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. He had 617 yards on the ground, five touchdowns. He's one of the most talented pass catching backs in the league, second among running backs with both 62 catches and 452 yards last year. How about this? 17 total touchdowns in his first two seasons, and he has been on an offense that has not only struggled, but has changed a quarterback multiple times and does not have the same star power that some of his contemporaries do. I'm a huge DeAndre Swift fan. I believe in year three, he is going to put up huge numbers in a Detroit offense that is now in yet another year with their quarterback and some of their core players. Let's go to number four, the big body in this one, the one that's gonna bang you around. I'm going to Denver with Javante Williams, the second year running back for the Broncos. Javante Williams had a breakout rookie season. Again, sharing carries with Melvin Gordon and yet still, still put up 1,200 yards from scrimmage and had seven touchdowns. 
It was a true 50-50 split with Gordon. Both guys had exactly the same carries, 203. Yet when Javante touched the ball, people noticed, and that was the game. When they played the Cowboys down there in Dallas, everyone was like, who is number 33? Oh, that is an absolute beast at the University of North Carolina. This guy averaged four yards per carry after contact. You get one of the most impossible players in the league to bring down. Now you add Russell Wilson. I think Javante Williams is just getting started. And this one here against Kansas City where he actually caught the ball, it was like, no, no, I'm not a one-dimensional goal line back. I can do it all. Again, 203 carries and yet had over 1,200 yards of scrimmage. Javante Williams is still just 22 years old. Who's number three? Going to another 22-year-old, though he's entering the third year of his career. Cam Akers, Los Angeles Rams. This might be a little high on some lists considering he missed some time with injury last year. Doesn't have the huge stats. But I go back to the way they were using him at the end of 2020, and Cam Akers is one of the most dynamic players, not just running backs, in this league. Akers, still just 22, was used out of the shotgun in a wildcat during the divisional round playoffs multiple times, and it was this version of Cam Akers that you're like, oh gosh, this guy has a whole other arsenal. Remember, he was a high school quarterback at the state of Mississippi. He is a gadget guy when you need him to be. He is a lead runner when you need him to be. He could be a wide receiver in the slot when you need him to be. Cam Akers suffered a preseason Achilles injury, still got back for their playoff run, still made an impact late. And I believe this year with a full offseason to recover, he could be in the contention for not only a Pro Bowl, but potentially first team all pro with that Rams offense. Which leads us to number two, the guy that actually was on the field last year and produced at that level, Mr. Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. Najee came in as a first round pick with all the expectations and delivered and then went above and beyond what expectations were. 1,200 rushing yards, 467 receiving yards, finishing second among all running backs in the league with yards from scrimmage. He also had 10 touchdowns, went to the Pro Bowl as an alternate in his rookie year. Here's the thing that I love. Led every running back with 74 catches out of the backfield and led the entire NFL with 381 touches in his rookie year. Just getting started. This is an incredible stat if you consider the fact that it was his first time on an NFL gridiron. Najee's just getting started. I believe this was just year one. And Matt Canada still is there as the offensive coordinator. And you could argue that Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, either one of them, whoever's starting is more mobile and can do more things out of the pocket than what Ben was doing last year. Najee Harris, so much respect for this guy. Huge personality, great face for the league, and will be the face of the Steelers' backfield for years to come. But the number one running back under 25 is my number one running back in the entire NFL. And that is Mr. Jonathan Taylor out of the University of Wisconsin. Taylor is still just 23 years old. Old. That is scary stuff if you're an NFL defensive coordinator. This guy's not going anywhere. Led the league with 1,800 rushing yards, almost 600 more than the next closest player, which was Nick Chubb. Averaged nearly six yards per carry. Also had a league leading 22 total touchdowns. Now I know that Derrick Henry got hurt and there's gonna be Derrick Henry folks out there saying, yeah, but what about Derrick Henry? What about Fair, 
that's all fair. But when you're telling me you're leading the league by more than 600 yards and you're a second year guy, what is Jonathan Taylor gonna do this year? One of the smartest running backs in the league, one of the running backs with the best, it looks like he's Le'Veon Bell out there with the vision. He'll do that stutter step where he looks at the defense and then hits the hole and he's nearly impossible to bring down. We had the gift of hard knocks during the season where we saw Jonathan Taylor in the running backs room taking fastidious notes, just an intellectual at the position, loves the sport, brilliant, brilliant player who has the physical traits to match it. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going anywhere. Let me take a look at the guys I didn't include. We can call these honorable mentions or we could call these guys who just ain't good enough. Let's take a look at some of the running backs under 25 who did not make the cut. Here's the list of guys. The honorable mention slash miss the cut list. I didn't include Miles Sanders, didn't include Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery not on the list, Josh Jacobs no, Eli Mitchell no. Mm. Go down the list, we also had two rookies that are gonna get a lot of buzz in Brees Hall and <laughs> Kenneth Walker. You can add in James Cook up in Buffalo. I love doing this. I love having Twitter tear it apart, but I also love when our co-hosts tear it apart. So, the first one who can have the honor, Mr. D'Angelo Hall, have at it. <laughs> What did you think of the list? Who did I leave hey, off and, and where did I go wrong? Amazing list, man. It's hard to pick just five names. And your list, I love everybody on your list. And so I don't want nobody at me. I feel like maybe I haven't seen enough of Cam Akers. I know he is a home run hitter. But everybody on your list I absolutely love. I want the list that, that didn't make the cut. Because I see Miles Sanders, man. Miles Sanders has been really good. Um, I'm not going to be a homer in San Antonio Gibson, so I'm cool leaving him off. But Josh Jacobs, come on. Elijah Mitchell, whoo. I mean, it's some dudes. Even the rookies, man. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, they are going to be some dogs. But, man, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Mitchell, you know, especially Mitchell when you talk about how the 49ers run the football. Um, how the Eagles were able to run the football last year. I, I, I know them guys going to be a little bit upset, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like that list. Javante Williams, I think, would actually be a little bit higher if he didn't have to split time with Melvin Gordon in Denver. And I think that Antonio Gibson is also one of those players who would have a huge opportunity. Oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, like, you know, the Bears are going to have four new starters on the offensive line this season. A Mike Shanahan run-based system. I think he could jump into that list next season. All right, Ojar, Joe Burrow and the Bengals clear-cut favorites to win the AFC North this season. We're going to break it all down coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Uh, one of the top free agents available is available no more. Jadavian Clowney agreed to terms with the Browns on a one-year deal that's worth essentially $11 million. That's according to our own Ian, Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, who also revealed that Clowney turned down bigger offers. That's interesting. $14 and $15 million ones to return to Cleveland. He obviously believes in what's going on there. We've seen some big moves in the AFC North so far this offseason. Deshaun Watson six out, uh, but each of these teams made some key additions, and this is the division that produced the AFC champion Bengals, but has the hierarchy shifted? Are the Bengals the clear-cut favorites in the AFC North? Uh, D'Angelo, what do you think? Hey, look, I love the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I even love Zach Taylor, but for me to sit here and say that the Bengals are the clear-cut favorite, I'm going to have to say no. I felt like the season they had last year, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but it was more of a Cinderella type of a run. I think this team is, still has some maturing to do, but when you talk about, to me, the way the Baltimore Ravens play football, when Lamar Jackson is on the football field, anything can happen. As he continues to develop, they continue to put playmakers around him, protect him with that offensive line. J.K. Dobbins, Peter mentioned him, didn't make his under 25 list, but he's a dog. And so they're continuing to put playmakers around Lamar Jackson. If this team is healthy, man, the way they play football, they're like the San Francisco 49ers. They, they tell you we're going to run the football and they make you stop them. And they had a great draft class. I love Kyle Hamilton. Can't wait to see kind of that versatile chess piece that he becomes in the new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald's defense, right? I think that's one thing we got to remember. It's not going to be Wink Martindale's defense. Um, it might be a hybrid of some of Wink Martindale's stuff, 
Uh, but Mike McDonald, who had a lot of success um, you know, at the University of Michigan, has been around John Harbaugh. I just absolutely love him. I think he'll bring a different dynamic to that Baltimore Ravens defense. They'll be healthy. Think about all the injuries they had in the secondary, on the defense. We talked about Lamar Jackson being hurt and just that offense struggling a little bit. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens personally, but if the Browns are in striking distance, depending on what happens with their quarterback, if they can hang around, I do think they have the best quarterback in the division. And that's saying a lot because I just told you, I love Joe Burrow. So it's going to be interesting. This is going to be one of those divisions to keep an eye on though. Deshaun Watson's really good. Amari Cooper's really good. Jadavian Clowney is back. Like they added a lot in Cleveland too. And yet I have to give the respect to the defending division champions. The Bengals are the team to beat in the AFC North until they're beaten. And last year, they absolutely demolished the Ravens in two games, and one of them was with Lamar. They crushed the Ravens, and it was so bad that they were ported on late in that second time they played, and it looked like John Harbaugh had it in his feelings a little bit. Like, what are we doing here? The Bengals didn't lose anybody of, of significance that would make me think they can take a major step back. I love CJ Uzama and some of the defensive backs, but all things considered, this is a team that went into Tennessee and beat the number one seed went into Kansas City and beat the defending conference champions, and they went to the Super Bowl and were a drive short of winning that game. And they added to their roster the one Achilles heel for the Bengals that they can't block Joe Burrow, and that's true. He was sacked 70 times or something last year. So they went out and they were very deliberate. And they were like, we're gonna get Alex Kappa, who was a talented free agent, young guy from Buccaneers, Lyle Collins, Ted Karras from Patriots, and then they drafted Cordell Volson. Big Cordell Volson talk here on Good Morning Football. You're not getting that anywhere else. <laughs> you get these guys and you're like, we are going to build around Burrow. I gotta say, I love what the Ravens and Browns and even the Steelers have done to kind of tinker with their rosters. They're all gonna be competitors, but until someone dethrones the Bengals, let's give respect where respect is due. We have disrespected them too many times over the last decade. This Bengals team deserves our attention and I'm gonna say they are the AFC North favorites going into this season. I think that it all comes down to Joe Burrow. And one of the things that we saw recently, he was doing an interview and talking about the Baltimore Ravens and how he's owned that team, how he loves to beat them, how the Ravens always were running their mouth against them. And he wanted to go out and really put it on them. And I love having a quarterback that's not afraid to say something that's not what you typically hear from quarterbacks. You hear, you hear a lot of them be very deferential. Oh, they're good. They're good. No, no, no. Joe Burrow goes the other way. He's cutting wrestling promos. And I kind of dig that about him. And I think that this Bengals team got better. They added a center, they added a right guard, and they added a tackle. Like they rebuilt three fifths of their offensive line. So if you give Joe Burrow more time, it's amazing to think that he could actually be better. Like he could be an ascending player. So for me, I think it's cool like to talk about these other squads and what they've been able to do. But like you, Peter, until somebody goes out there and proves it against the Bengals, I'm going to keep picking them. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about the Bengals. The Super Bowl hangover curse is a very real thing. Whoever doesn't win the Super Bowl always has a little bit of a stutter step to their following season. I'm with D'Angelo. The Ravens last season, guys, I feel like every single time I looked at my phone, I had a notification saying another injury, another injury. This past season, Lamar Jackson, he missed four games. J.K. Dobbins, 17 games. Marcus Peters, 17 games. All of these guys were out for pretty much the entire season. They're not dealing with any of those. I was looking up these guys last night. They're all recovering. They've had their surgeries in the offseason. They're ready for next year. 
Not only that, but somebody from their division, the Bengals, went to the Super Bowl last year. That's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, if I do say so. I think that the Ravens are going to be really exciting to watch. Also, not to mention, we've talked about this once on this show before, and it got us into a little bit of trouble because Lamar Jackson actually tweeted about it. Lamar Jackson's got a contract to sign. He's got some money to make. Is he going to ball out this year, Schrager? we got to be careful with what we say, Schrags. But what do you think? Could this contract maybe Lamar's be a little a viewer. bit of a... I said Lamar is a viewer of the show. He keeps uh, his ears and eyes open. And when we had a very, very, uh, Dante Hall said something very innocuous about his contract. Lamar was tweeting and saying, hey, don't worry about my contract. You know, what you guys worry about you. Lamar Jackson more or less is betting on himself this year. He goes out there and they win the AFC North. It's going to be impossible not to pay him at least what Deshaun Watson's making already. And Deshaun Watson hasn't taken a snap for the Cleveland Browns yet. As a cornerback, you aren't making that quarterback type of money. And so sometimes you're forced to play on one-year deals or you're forced to play with no years left on your contract. And so Lamar Jackson has that mindset that he's had from the time he came up playing football. And that's, I always believe in myself. I never think I'm going to get hurt. I never think about any of those things. And so I think Lamar's kind of putting the ball back in his court in this whole situation, right? How Kirk Cousins was able to get franchised twice and essentially write his own destiny. And so, you know, I kind of love the Lamar Jackson approach of just taking your time, understanding that, you know, that money's not going anywhere. And as all of these other quarterbacks continue to, you know, to get signed up, the price tag just continues to go up and up and up because what dominant player doesn't feel like they're going to continue to be dominant and bet on themselves. And so I actually don't mind it. If I'm Lamar, I possibly would go ahead and take the 45 a year and go ahead and lock it up. Yeah. But I ain't mad at him either. You know, I ain't mad at him at all. <laughs> But it's kind of on brand for him. Like he was a standout at Louisville. It's not like he went to an, an SEC school. He was somebody who was drafted at the very end of the first round. He has been a player that people have suggested change position. And every time he continues to better himself and continues to be one of the top players in the NFL. So I'm not questioning him. What he's done to get to this point is proven to be correct. So I will trust him and I will trust this process. And I know it's going to be very lucrative for him. Uh, it's time for Decade Dynamos. All this week on Good Morning Football, we are going to be celebrating one decade for each of us where we'll give you an all-time team that includes a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a defensive player. I have been chosen to represent the 1990s, which is my decade, the decade of Junko Jeans, Pulp Fiction, Scott Rayner is the original drummer of Blink-182, and... The 90s was also a decade of must-see television. Seinfeld, Friends, Saved by the Bell, maybe. But the most must-see player in the NFL of the 1990s comes from the running back position. Barry Sanders is my all-decades running back of the 1990s. I know a lot of people, Cowboys fans, are probably livid right now saying, what about Emmitt Smith? Barry Sanders was incredible. Led the NFL during the 1990s in rushing yards. Yards per rush at 5.0. He had nine 1,000-yard seasons and did not play in 1999. And he was incredible. And uh, I know you kids have access to YouTube. I implore you uh, to go onto the NFL Throwback channel. Find some Barry Sanders highlights. You will not be disappointed. Now, another hallmark of the 1990s, we had the GOAT in the NBA, Michael Jordan. Similarly, the GOAT of the NFL, whose career span started in the 80s, drifted through the 90s like Michael Jordan. My pick is going to be Jerry Rice. It couldn't be anybody else but Jerry Rice. And the accolades just keep coming and coming. 
coming. And again, nobody was close to him yardage wise. He had over 12,000 receiving yards in the decade. The next closest was our own Michael Irvin, who had close to 11,000. So that was pretty good. Uh, he had 103 receiving touchdowns. I think the record insane. Uh, originally was uh, Don Hudson, who had 99. And then he goes out there, has 103, just in the 90s. This does not count the 80s. He was drafted in 1985. He had that post-career with the Oakland Raiders and, of course, Denver, Seattle. Another big thing of the 90s, televangelists were big. As a matter of fact, Iron Maiden sang about them in their, their hit single of the 90s, Holy Smoke. But for my defender of the 1990s, I'm going to go with the Minister of Defense, Reggie White. A tough decision. It was between him and Prime. But I think one of the things that we need to remember about Reggie White is he's obviously a dominating player with the Philadelphia Eagles, but free agency really changed the NFL during the 1990s. And when he decided to go to the Green Bay Packers, that really changed the tenor of the NFL. The Packers went on to be a pretty good team. They won the Super Bowl in that in this decade. And the reason was because Reggie White went and played there. And I am convinced that had Reggie White not signed with the Green Bay Packers, if he had stayed in Philadelphia, they would not have won a Super Bowl. We would be talking about Brett Favre not having a Super Bowl. Now, <laughs> I got to get serious here for a second because I saved the quarterback position for last. The most controversial thing in the 1990s occurred. I want to make sure I get this date right. November 9th, 1997, the Molson Center in Montreal, WWE Survivor Series, mm. the Montreal Screwdrop, HBK defeats oh. Bret Hart. The most controversial thing in the 90s until right now, because my pick at quarterback is not Steve Young. It's not Brett Favre. It's not even John Elway. Give me Troy Aikman yep. in, a, in a sport that is where we determined greatness in Super Bowl rings, nobody matched Troy Aikman. And if you want to sit there and you want to go to the pro football reference and pull out some numbers, like, look at this guy had more yards or whatever, you got to understand, in the early 90s, the Packers, the 49ers, and the Cowboys were all loaded. All of those teams were superstar teams. Troy Aikman dominated all of them, and he did it with a coaching change. Had they not moved on from Jimmy Johnson, who knows how many rings Troy Aikman could have ended up with. So for me, if we recognize Tom Brady as the GOAT because he won seven Super Bowl titles, why do we not give Troy Aikman more credit for the three out of four, what he did in the 1990s? To me, that is the impressive, and that's who I'm gonna go with. I will throw it to you, Peter. You can you can take your shots. Do what I think three of them are obvious. I think the biggest the biggest question is who you put at quarterback. So, Peter, I'll kick it off to you. Uh, who would you have put at quarterback? You know, the AP voters did this for the All-90s team, and they chose John Elway as their 90s quarterback. And I, I don't know. I feel like Elway won at the end, but he went to three Super Bowls in the 80s. Aikman, to me, is the 90s quarterback. Favre would have the MVPs, but didn't have the Super Bowl rings. Adam, I don't slight you on the quarterback. For me, Bruce Smith is so wildly overlooked when we talk about the greatest defensive players of all time. Listen to his sack numbers that he had in the 90s alone. 14-14, 19-10, 11-11, 13 
and a half, 14, 10, 10. That's double digit sacks in nine of the 10 years. Bruce Smith did it and yet is never considered in that same conversation as LT or Reggie White or even Mean Joe Green as far as pass rushers go. All time sack leader, did a bulk of it in the 90s. Bruce Smith is my omission. Sorry, Dion. Sorry, <laughs> Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor. Adam, your point you made about Barry Sanders and everybody coming at you for putting him instead of Emmett is kind of why I don't put Troy. Because when you talk about them Dallas teams, yeah, they switch coaches. Bro, I could have coached that team and we'd have won a Super Bowl. They were hands <laughs> down the most talented team every time they stepped on the field. And so the reason I don't put Troy is the reason you didn't put Emmett. Barry Sanders was that dude. You talk about the quarterback position. I was always a Brett Favre guy. But I probably would have put John Elway. You talked about them three Super Bowls in the 80s. He won two in the 90s. And so I like John Elway, but, you know, tomato, tomato. I love them all, man. Hell of a list. <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. 
Welcome back to Good Morning Football. It is National Lucky Penny Day today. There's a national holiday for literally everything. So let's celebrate this extremely important national holiday with a new segment called A Penny for Your Thoughts. Here's how it is going to work. I'm going to give you guys a topic and you are all going to give me a penny for your thoughts, but not actually because I don't like to collect coins. They smell weird and it's fine. When asked about playing for Sean McVay, new Rams wide receiver Alan Robinson told reporters, I truly believe that it'll bring the best out of me. Which player on a new team will reach their full potential this season? D'Angelo, what do you think? Well, for me, it hands down goes to the best receiver in the National Football League, and that's Las Vegas Raiders receiver Devontae Adams. I mean, I think about how Devontae Adams plays the position. He is a jack of all trades. Um, he's a home run hitter. I mean, the superlatives keep going on and on when you talk about what this dude brings to a football team. And then you couple that with his relationship with Derek Carr. A guy goes back to college, right? You know, when these guys were really forming who they would become. A guy who knows him better than probably anybody else on a football field. Um, and just that chemistry, right? That undeniable chemistry that we've seen through the course um, of history in the National Football League, right? Some of the best receiver and quarterback tandems. I think these two guys have a opportunity and I think it's going to hinge on Devontae Adams just doing what he does, being special. I know Josh McDaniels is definitely going to make sure he has a whole lot of plays that's going to get that man right there to football. So I think it's Devontae Adams. No, I love Devontae Adams. I think it's going to be great for Derek Carr. Allen Robinson is another, another one I would consider as well. But the guy I'm really looking at is A.J. Brown, who going into last season, I thought he was on the cusp of a breakout with the Tennessee Titans. And of course, he gets traded during the offseason. And I really like the fit for him. In Philadelphia, I think that this offense is going to find a variety of ways to get him the football. And if you look over, if you look at the Philadelphia Eagles over the last couple of years, they put a lot of draft capital in trying to improve this wide receiver room. Hasn't really worked out with uh, Jalen Rager. They get Devonta Smith last year. And now I think bringing in A.J. Brown is going to be that final piece. And earlier in the show, I was talking about them being you know, in that third tier. But A.J. Brown is that type of player who can get them to that second tier, perhaps even that first tier. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. Now, I don't know if they're going to reach their full potential this season, but I'm very excited to watch him try, and that is Russell Wilson with the Broncos. The Broncos have not really had an incredible leader besides Peyton Manning. He left in 2015. They need somebody like Russell Wilson. Seems like things kind of ran their course in Seattle. He's a nice guy. Pete Carroll's a nice guy. But they seem to have some tension towards the end there. I just think that things are going to be revitalized in Denver. Him and Ciara bought a house. Ciara's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They are winning, people. He's got some incredible weapons. We don't know what's going to happen with Jerry Judy yet. But if he comes back and everything's cleared, that could be an incredible pairing. I'm really excited to watch Russell Wilson do his thing this year. You guys mentioned three superstars, and all of them have high hopes to actually fulfill this potential for the, what those teams have either A, traded for, or what they're paying them to get. I'm going with a guy who I thought was an under-the-radar signing and is not as big a name, but Chase Edmonds in Miami. Chase Edmonds was a very good running back for the Arizona Cardinals, and now he goes to Mike McDaniel's offense down there in Miami, where they already have Raheem Mostert, and they've got... Uh, you know, several other guys in that backfield, including Miles Gaskin, but they went and they paid Chase Edmonds. Like, they went and they got this guy. They proactively traded for him. And if you think about who's the architect of the offense, 
It's the guy who was the architect of one of the best running attacks in football the last several years, what they had in San Francisco and McDaniel. They didn't just accidentally find themselves Chase Edmonds. He had a market, and they paid him good money to come there. I, I think he might get even better fantasy football-wise, in the receiving game-wise, and of course, in the actual run game situations. I think Chase Edmonds might be an even better pro with the Dolphins than he was in Arizona, and he was an already good pro with the Arizona Cardinals for years. It was a fun first show of the week. D'Angelo Hall, Rachel Bonetta, and Adam Rank. And Adam Rank had the unenviable task of giving us an all 90s decade team at each of these positions. And the Twitter fans were not thrilled with some of the choices. Come on. And let's go through some of the tweets. We all know Adam Rank is a Bears fan, which is the only reason why he listed someone other than Favre. Jim Brosco, yeah. what's up? I hear you. I, uh, Favre won how many MVPs? I'd replace Aikman with Favre, but otherwise they're the same. Yep, the Favre army is out there. Rank, I'm sure your yeah. personal feed is blowing up. Defend your picks, A little bit. You know what? That's the thing. I, I, I thought I would appease the Packers fans by giving them Reggie White. You know, I'm taking Reggie White out then. I'm putting Bruce Smith in. <laughs> the Packers don't deserve anything. By the way, you've had, you've you've had 30 Look years you've of Hall of Fame quarterback play what do you have to show for it? You have as many combined rings as Eli Manning. So listen, don't put Favre on that list. I wouldn't have put him ahead of Steve Young. I wouldn't have put him ahead of Elway. So enough. It's Monday. We've Love got it. a long that's week. We're already starting Twitter beefs. I don't I don't know if that's a, yeah. a very good long call. week. Clip that one off. I'll, put that on I'll Twitter. I'll be doing it. Yeah. Put that on Twitter. I'll take them have on. I'm calling we'll out everybody. <laughs> okay. We will see you tomorrow. Bright and Bye, early. Everyone. Good morning, football. Bye. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.